0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, August 22nd. It's an unofficial holiday that you may have never heard of, but today is National Eat a Peach Day. It's a great reminder to enjoy a summertime favorite. And speaking of peaches, here is an interesting bit of trivia for you. Georgia is nicknamed the Peach State, as you know, which would lead you to think it produces the most peaches in the nation. But in 2021, The website Statista says South Carolina produced 87,000 tons of peaches. That's more than double the amount that Georgia produced. So enjoy a South Carolina peach and take an extra dose of Palmetto Pride. Now it's time to head over to the first alert weather desk for your forecast. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Starting out this morning with just a slight chance of a shower as we get the kids into school this morning, hopping on the bus, take the Ambrose just in case perhaps for them. We'll see a little bit better chance of rain as we go from lunchtime into this afternoon. So that trip home from school, if you're working outside this afternoon, we'll likely have to dodge some showers and storms, any of which could produce a lot of lightning and some heavy rain in a short period of time. So just be on the lookout for that. High temperatures today in the mid eighties. We're going to stay there all week long. Rain Chance may go down just a little bit tomorrow and on Wednesday. And then perhaps back up as we head into Thursday and Friday. High temperatures this week in the mid-80s with morning lows in the low 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health.
1: Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible.
0: And here are your morning headlines. New this morning, we're working to find out more about a reported shooting that sent SC State University into a lockdown. Just after midnight, SC State's Office of Institutional Advancement sent out an email saying the campus was under lockdown because of a reported shooting in the area. No vehicles were allowed on or off campus, and students were advised to stay in their dorms. That lockdown was lifted as of 2 o'clock this morning, according to campus officials. The lockdown was advised by Orange County, Orangeburg County authorities. This is a developing story. We'll be sure to update you as soon as we know more. One person has died and two others are injured after a crash in Orangeburg County. It happened around 1140 yesterday morning on Highway 45 near where the towns of Holly Hill and Vance meet. The South Carolina Highway Patrol says a truck traveling south on Highway 45 ran off the right side of the road. The truck overcorrected, then ran off the left side of the road and hit two trees. Troopers say the driver and rear passenger died. The victim's name has not been released. Back in 2019, Dorchester County created a program to identify four projects as priorities and to redevelop and reinvest in that area. One of those projects is streetscaping on Ladson Road, which is designed to improve aesthetics and increase safety. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us live in Dorchester County. So Lauren, we know Ladson Road has a lot of traffic. Will these improvements help?
1: Officials with Dorchester County say this project will increase safety with added LED lights and designated turning lanes while also beautifying the road. The goal of the Oak Brook Tax Increment Financing District is to invest public dollars to stimulate private dollars to ultimately be able to invest in the area. Improving Lanson Road is just one of a few projects included. The county is also looking to improve Trolley Road and parts of Dorchester Road. With $5 million, the county will be installing divided landscaped medians and increased lighting on Lanson Road from the county line all the way down to Dorchester Road. Daniel Prentice with Dorchester County says although part of this project is to beautify the street, it will also increase safety for those who use it daily.
0: Whenever you're closing off certain areas where you know traffic is turning without any particular guided movement, uh, you're creating more dedicated locations where people can expect cars to be turning and where cars know that they're supposed to be going.
1: Tonight, the public can take part in the planning process. There will be a meeting held at the Dorchester County Council Chambers in Somerville at 6 p.m. Engineers will be presenting mock-ups of the design, and there will be a period where the public can ask questions and make comments. Prentice says they will incorporate public comments in the final design, and construction wouldn't get started until next year. The county says they have done traffic studies in the area, but they are looking forward to hearing from those who use this road daily. For more information on tonight's meeting location, click on this story on live Reporting live in Dorchester County, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News.
0: Thanks so much, Lauren. Well, severe weather affected many of us this weekend, including the exciting return of high school football. Because of that severe weather, many week zero games were either canceled or postponed. The unexpected cancellation of these games led to upset fans, players, and vendors. Emily Johnson spoke to a coach who says fans and vendors will be
2: reimbursed. One of the lucky teams was able to play a postponed game at the Johnson-Haygood Stadium just a day later. For the much-anticipated Dorchester County Jamboree, the teams were not as lucky. The Dorchester County showdown was canceled after severe weather Saturday night. The four-team jamboree included Fort Dorchester, Somerville, Woodland, and Ashley Ridge. The cancellation of these games cost fans, vendors, and players. Steve LaPrade, Fort Dorchester High football coach, says the four teams involved in the jamboree have agreed to reimburse those who had a ticket and vendors for their costs.
3: I just want the fans to understand, you know, we're just not going to take the money and, and run. I mean, we... You know, we were thinking last night, what in the world are we going to do? You know, and there were lines all the way down the road that didn't get to purchase a ticket. So I guess that's a good thing in a way, you know, but uh, yeah, and that's the only thing. If anybody's got a better idea of what to do, I'm open for suggestions.
2: For any of the four teams included in the Jamboree, the tickets purchased for the canceled game can be used at the first game of the season. In Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. Live 5's
0: Game of the Week was one of those games canceled over the weekend. It's been rescheduled for tonight. The Bishop England Bishops are set to host the Porter Gowd Cyclones tonight at 7 p.m. Be sure to tune in tonight at 11. Sports director Kevin Bilodeau will have all the highlights from that game. And for a full schedule of upcoming high school football games, head over to our website at live5news.com and just click on this story. The Democratic nominee for Governor Joe Cunningham is not wasting any time reaching out to the community this week Cunningham and his running mate Tally Casey will be all around the state for their campaign events. The first one will be today here in Charleston. The campaign event will be at Tradesman Brewing Company from 530 to 7 p.m. That's on King Street. Cunningham and Casey plan to announce their goals for South Carolina regarding safer communities, lower taxes and more. The pair is also set to hold rallies in Florence and Columbia tomorrow and Thursday. Right now, we're not seeing any campaign events planned for Governor Henry McMaster. The school year is officially underway across the Lowcountry, but some colleges and university students are heading back to the classroom this week. Classes for students at Charleston Southern and Trident Tech start today. College of Charleston students will begin tomorrow. And cadets at the Citadel will begin classes starting this Wednesday, August 24th. The U.S. Education Secretary is weighing in on combating the ongoing teacher shortage. Miguel Cardona says states and school districts should use federal COVID-19 relief funds to address teacher shortages as students across the country begin a new school year. Our students uh, need additional support, they need smaller class sizes, they need tutors, they need after-school programs, so let's use the American Rescue Plan dollars to bring back retired teachers, to work with universities to make sure that our student teachers are starting a little bit earlier um, into their profession, Um, using the dollars that were put forward by the federal government. uh, We think it's important that our students get more this year, not less. While the federal government cannot order individual school districts to tap into funds from the American Rescue Plan, Cardona says working with local education officials to increase their investments in education is a priority. Meanwhile, Cardona also says Americans can expect a decision from the Biden administration on student loans in, quote, the next week or so. A pause on federal student loan payments is set to expire August 31st. Payments have not been required on most federal student loans since March of 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic hit the U.S. President Biden has extended the pause four times, most recently in April. The White House has suggested Biden is considering canceling $10,000 per borrower, excluding those who earn more than $125,000 a year. A new three-week program is coming to Johns Island, focusing on researching and documenting historic buildings and their role within the African-American community. Program organizers, including scholars from Clemson University, Claflin University, and the Avery Research Center for African-American History and Culture, are looking for local input about what the past was like in the Johns Island area during the Jim Crow and civil rights era. Molly McBride spoke with the coordinator of the program and brings us more. Good morning, Molly. Good morning, Katie. The coordinator of the program, John Mark who
3: is also the director of the graduate program for historic preservation at Clemson University, says these listening sessions are a crucial part of the project because they'll help bring the past to life and ensure that they're truly encapsulating the full history of the area. Key says they want community members to help educate them, help educate others by sharing what the past was like on Johns Island. The three week program is expected to get underway next summer and it will focus on researching and preserving historic buildings. The course is centered around four buildings on Johns Island in particular the Progressive Club, Moving Star Hall, Promised Land School, and hebron. Marcuse says each of these buildings resembles an important part of African-American community in the late 19th and early 20th century. For example, the Promised Land School is where Esau Jenkins, a prominent civil rights leader, taught. Marcus says physical buildings can bring alive moments in history and, and allow us to connect with the past.
2: If we don't protect places that tell stories of all sorts of different people, we tend to end up with a landscape that's full of places that only tell one story.
3: The next listening session is this coming Saturday at 11 a.m. on John's Island. For more information, visit live5news.com and click on the story. Reporting live on John's Island, I'm Molly McBride,
0: Live 5 News. Celebrating birthdays today, retired 60 Minutes correspondent Steve Croft is 77. Actress Cindy Williams of Laverne & Shirley turned 75. Celebrity chef Giada De Laurentiis is 52. Comedian Kristen Wiig is 49. And Late Late Show host James Corden is 44. We hope you have a great Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Lowcountry's news leader.